Welcome to episode 39 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm your host, Ty, and you can confess to me the lies you tell the internet about yourself on Twitter at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where do you take online confessional, Chris? I, I, I'm, not here to, you're, I'm not here to absolve you of your sins, only to share them <laughs> with you. <laughs> and, you can, and I can do that at uh, CD Villasenor on Twitter. Wasn't that a sketch sometime at some time in the past where like the priest was like into the story? Wasn't it like on a like it sounds like an always sunny kind of thing or something? Like, oh yeah, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just end up in there, just hear people's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder. You know, I you know, I grew up Catholic, so I was always like, yeah, I took the Lord's name in vain like a thousand times this week, and you know, you're trying to make up sins because I never didn't do anything. But um, you know, I wonder what kind of I wonder what kind of weird and gruesome shit they they hear inside the confessional i wonder if people just really unload it i I gotta imagine it's going on somewhere man i don't know i just i could just never think of like all the stuff that i did i'm like i i didn't honor my father and mother or whatever you know what i mean you're you're always working through the commandments and trying to figure out like what i did wrong and i could never that I was ten. Yeah, I'd be writing all kind of (laughs) i was 10 i didn't have i didn't do it whatever i cursed a little Whatever. Did you did you struggle with the when you started with the self love though, and you were still going to confessional? <laughs> no, I, you know, because I don't think that's a sin. <laughs> Man, that ain't that ain't sin, and that's surviving. That's keeping so, you out. That's keeping you out of sin. That's management. That's right. Don't go out on a date with a loaded gun. <laughs> the word. Anyway, <laughs> nice nice start to the show tonight. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't even want to let me talk about the the sexual assault accusations, so get it out some, some other way. <laughs> well, interact with the show on Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter. On Twitter at 2on3pod. You know how much we love to hear from you. This week, we're going to talk about the duality of life in the public eye. We'll dive into uh, ranking the EGOT winners. I have some questions about the EGOT, by the way, and how mm-hmm. we landed on that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about celebrity stage names a little bit. And then we're going to talk about managing your own public image and the, the, what you, the face you present to the world. Uh, and over time, probably have a little bit of NFL talk. And before we dive right into this topic one, uh, the Emmys were last night, and that's kind of what brought us to the EGOT topic. Um, did you watch the broadcast or any of it? I watched, uh, I watched like my typical TV watching. I just watched whatever bubbled up through the Internet. Like if people said this is interesting and decided to clip it and bubble it up, I watched it. Uh, but what I got mostly out of the Emmy Awards was the fact that I realized I consume TV completely differently now. And and what what I also noticed about this is there's a ton of Netflix stuff that gets that gets nominated that gets nominated for the for the primetime Emmys, which is if you're a major network, <laughs> this has got to be, this has got to be something that you're thinking to yourself. Well, holy shit, you know, this is people. People are consuming TV way differently now than when I was a kid. That's for sure. It's interesting. You know, I've heard people say before that they thought that those should be different categories, and I've noticed. So I don't. This is kind of out of nowhere here, but I've been watching Snowfall on FX, which is a, a show about crack dealers. <laughs> And, uh, okay, and the CIA, and somewhat about Contras and things like that. But uh, they, on FX, they're just letting it just fuck like twenty times an episode. I they didn't even realize it. Like it, it's just so natural now that I don't even think about it. 
there's no point in pol- there's no point in policing basic cable anymore for language. I mean, considering how many people watch, you know, all the best shows are now HBO's huge, you know, is, is right. huge on this list. Netflix, um, you know, it's all just it's all just people binge watching stuff, and then you're getting all basic cable stuff. Um, did I don't even know? Did ABC, CBS, or NBC put up a single? I mean, I see Blackish, Anthony Anderson for Blackish. I see just little bits and pieces here. Like mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, like a comedy series. I see Saturday Night Live. I see um, Will and Grace and Roseanne on there. Um, but the major networks, like ABC, CBS, NBC, they got nothing. They got nothing. Yeah. On, I mean, there's there's nothing on here of any of any sort of substance. They don't have. They didn't place a single outstanding lead actor in a limited series or TV movie. Nothing from the from the major networks. Um, yeah, well, Michael Che joked about it. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah, he made a joke. He said, our network NBC has the most nominations of any broadcast network, which is kind of like being the sexiest person on life support. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, it's a real wake-up call in terms of you know how people consume. And I think this is... This is what it was interesting to me. I look at I look at these the the you know the awarded uh, pieces and it's you know it's not it's not oh look it's eight thirty I have to go watch whatever you know it's Wednesday night at nine o'clock I have to go watch whatever I have to go watch ER at ten o'clock on Thursday nights this doesn't happen anymore it's just that that model is dead and buried. And I'm not, and I'm not sure how I'm not sure how the uh, the the networks compete in that way. They just have to, they just have to rip broadcast TV for me is just live sports now. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on broadcast TV for me to see it. You can put it anywhere, and I'll find it. Although I do find because of my continued loyalty to at least regular premium cable mm-hmm. that I still am a slave to the DVR, which means that broadcast shows do get priority over streaming for me. Like I have to remember to go to Netflix. Like, I'll even binge half a season of something, and then the next night I go into the DVR, and it's just, oh, there's a new episode of this, and I'll watch that, totally forgetting that I mean to pick up the last four episodes or whatever that I was of what I was watching last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's slowly changing, and the show has to be really... If the show's really good, that'll always bring me back. But usually, for streaming to be prioritized, um, there just has to be something that's of equal quality or something that I'm really seeking out. So... They do have sort of a built-in advantage, and I do think that, you know, there's definitely a shift, but I think more people than we probably realize are still watching TV in the traditional way. I think a lot of people probably are. I just, I just find it, I just find the value of it decreasing all the time. I mean, other than the fact that, like I said, live sports or live events uh, are the only thing that make me watch television in a, tradi- in a more traditional way. I'm, I'm still of the, of the, I still like to surf. Which you know, I'll just turn yeah. on the TV and just bop around till I find something to watch, and then I'll just watch it. Just, yeah. I mean, just sort of the passive nature of it. But as far as things that I really want to watch or what I think might be quality programming, it's all I can get it all on demand or on Netflix. Or you know, I can get it on demand. I can just get it whenever I want, wherever I want. Yeah. Well, my favorite moment from the Emmys was when. The Saturday Night Live actually won an Emmy for whatever comedy, whatever comedy category they were nominated for, a variety show or whatever the hell it is, doesn't matter. And you know that Lauren Michaels produced this uh, telecast. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. And so he got up there and, and said, 
you know, something to the effect of, well, it'd be wrong for me after espousing for two weeks for everybody, you know, to, to speak shortly, to go on at length. But, and then he like starts, <laughs> <laughs> and it, he actually seemed like it was going to be earnest. And then he just kind of started telling a story. Like he just, I'm going to say that, but then also not give a shit. Cause he right. dug into his pocket for some paper and <laughs> started yeah. the speech. You know, what's funny is that, Lorne Michaels is such a legend in the comedy industry that you might not realize he's probably pretty funny, mm-hmm. but but we don't think Lorne Michaels is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fun, that's a it's a it's a it's something he is just though he has his thing. Me. Well, obviously he has this thing. He's been putting on this. No, uh, but his the, thing the, is like not laughing, right? His thing yeah. is just being so dry, like 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 saltine li- dry, triscuit bord- dry, <laughs> borderline out of touch. But yeah. yet, but yet, um, but yet, pulling the strings of this whole, this whole deal. But that's right. well, uh, we've already gone on longer than I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have. Can I throw in one more thing? Of um, course. In terms We're in of hurry. yeah, in terms of um, from what I understand, uh, looking at the list, I'm like, well, the Americans wrapped up, and I think they should have got they should have got better they should have got a better award, and then. Game of Thrones doesn't wrap up till next year, so why didn't they? They should have just waited till next year to give Game of Thrones their award. They should have given the Americans their uh, the uh, the outstanding drama series award, as opposed to they should have flip flopped it. And that's that might be my Carrie Russell, uh, you know, my my fandom just showing through. No, I think, I, she, I, I think she I deserves think, more awards. I agree. I think that uh, the, the the take I saw that cracked me up was. Matthew Reese winning an award or winning an Emmy for this show while Carrie Russell never takes home any awards is this is uh, I wish they could remember their names but on the show um, him like not showing up and fucking up at the travel agency while she just keeps killing people and going through with the mission <laughs> it's the same thing like he finally gets an award and she's just toiling away in the background <laughs> yeah who'd she get aced out by she got aced out by Claire Foy for the crown yeah, yeah I mean, see stream I will, I will probably never watch that Oh no, I, I'm never going to watch The Crown. But um, but but I look at these things like you know again this is the thing The Crown, Orphan Black, but, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Americans, Westworld. I mean these are there's, I mean you can't be a you can't be a, a major network you can't be one of the big three networks and put up programming like this is impossible. Well, I mean I don't want to get into it, but you know I want to get into my Westworld take in that it's um it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's bad, but but it's, it's not, not you, bad. It's, it's just bad. not entertaining. No, it's the most depressing thing ever. It's like I wanted to sit around and kick myself in the nuts for an hour every Sunday. I would just do that. Hey, do you like sci-fi? Well, <laughs> this isn't that. <laughs> it's like that's how they suck us in. Oh. Exactly. All right, let's hop out of the Emmys. Oh, that took just about ten minutes anyway. You just want to pretend the timer's going off. Ding a ling a ling a ling a ling. <laughs> Let's just let's just jump the timer. Let's just jump the timer ahead, and then we'll uh, we'll hop into uh, we'll hop into our first segment. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So we got two new uh, two new EGOT winners last night. Oh yeah, who who yeah. Uh, who who climbed in? Or three, sorry, three. So Andrew Lloyd, Tim uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice, and John Legend also won Emmys at the Creative Arts Emmys. Oh yeah. So they're all new EGOT winners this year. All right. So for those who are for those who are who don't understand what the EGOTs are, the EGOT is for a person who has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. 
So it's very much the the crown jewels of the entertainment world. So you've you've won for TV, film, music, and for theater. So it generally speaks to a a well-rounded a well-rounded individual. My uh, my general take on the EGOT is that Whoopi Goldberg won a Oscar for Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is sort of like sort of sliding in there. Like she's just sort of she got in. She's she's an EGOT winner. You can't take that away from her. But that's 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 uh that piece of that piece of the resume is a little rough. We well hold on now because we got a lot. I mean I hear what you're saying. Right, but who's got a, who's got a worse Oscar? Not that the, the, all no, Oscars no, no, are great, that's a, but who's that's got a worse thing. Oscar? Who's got a worse Oscar? Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost or Marissa Tomei for Cousin Vinny? Ghost is worse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But All right. the problem is with the EGOTs is that so many of the Grammys are like famous people, who, famous actors. So you, you win a Tony, you win an Oscar, you win an Emmy because you're an actor. And then you like read a book. <laughs> like you put out a spoken word book. I mean, that's... We're really getting by on the technicalities of this EGOT shit. Right. Well, the, you get this, you get this, like, um, you know, you get best spoken comedy album like Mel Brooks. Right. right. So. Well, that at least, though, that's you doing what you're doing. But when you're just like an actor and you're like, I'm just going to read this book and that's how I get my Grammy. Yeah. And then Perfect. the theater and then the theater thing is always the, I always think is probably the toughest part. But again, you know, somebody like. Whoopi Goldberg. Let's 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 just point mm-hmm. it out. She had a one-person show, but you know it's awarded. She wins an award, right? She's a comedian, right. so she has access to, you know, spoken word album. Like yeah, yeah, best comedy album. You get a Grammy for that. You get uh, you get uh, there's lots of uh, there's lots of um, there's lots of choices. Now, if you're more of a traditional musician, yeah, you're 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 hard pressed to grab an EGOT. But I think if you're a director or a composer, comedian seems to work pretty well here. If you look at the if you look at the list of yeah. the EGOT winners, but uh, well, e- comedian like sort of that that really having to break into the mainstream and, and cross all kinds of different boundaries there. Um, I feel like we're leaving the audience behind a little bit. Our listeners may not know like the li- I mean, Lord knows when I looked at this list, I was shocked at how many of the names I didn't know. Right. Um, I feel like we need to give them a little flavor of like who's on the EGOT list. Okay. So the the Ringer put out a list of EGOT winners, um, and we have somebody like the first one, like their number fifteen was a guy named Jonathan Tunick. <laughs> okay. Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Which we're all very familiar with her, uh, Whoopi, uh, Sir John Gielgud. Do you remember Sir John Gielgud? He Should was I? the uh, well. He's the old. Well, we always know Gielgud is like old English dude, yeah. but he's the butler and Arthur. Do you remember Arthur? It's a what, really like, like yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. He's the he's only the, that it existed. Not <laughs> everything about it. He's the butler. Anyway, he's he's right. a he's just old. Old theater English actor, uh, the great Rita oh, Moreno. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, with Dudley Moore. Yeah, with Dudley Moore. Okay, yes. Now, I, sorry, I was confused, but yes, no, I definitely know what we're talking about now. Yeah, right, yeah, yes. The great Rita Moreno, which, of course, you know, my exposure to Rita Moreno was the Electric Company. Remember the Electric Company? Mine too. 
Yeah. Hey, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was on the electric company. Yeah. In the seventies, helping us kids learn about stuff. Um, let's see. There's a guy named Robert Lopez. His daytime Emmy is outstanding achievement in musical musical direction and composition for the Wonder Pets. <laughs> Bad <laughs> Linny. Tuck and Ming Ming too. We're Wonder Pets and we'll help you. Oh man, he did write let it. He did write let it go, <laughs> and he also wrote let it go. Yeah, but so. but but the Wonder Pets, man. I got. I have a and deep, remember me from Coco. I have a. I have a deep. I have a deep. I have a deep mastery of the Wonder Pets catalog. I didn't have kids yet when the Wonder Pets were a thing. No, you're lucky. <laughs> Uh, a gentleman, Richard Rogers, uh, of the uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, uh, of Rogers and right. Hammerstein fame. Obviously, right. he wrote he wrote um, he wrote musicals that everybody knows, like The King and I and The Sound of Music and uh, South Pacific. <laughs> a guy, definitely. Helen Hayes, um, actress. Old timey. <laughs> I don't know who Helen Hayes is. I got nothing. Andrew, this is Sir, all before, right? Sir Andrew, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, how did we? How did he get a? Where did he get? How did he score an Oscar here? Best original song from Evita. What? <laughs> Man, that <laughs> is a stretch. That's a, that's a that's a stretcher. That's a stretch. That one. That's a, that's a, <laughs> obviously his obviously his Tony Awards are all just like. You know, sure. no brainers, right? Yeah, and uh, hmm. yeah, and Tough the one. thing about the Lloyd Webber one, it, Le- Lloyd Webber one, is that he—I'm willing to bet—he got drug along here by Tim Rice because Tim Rice was the composer for Evita. Yeah, and here and here's so, Tim Rice. Yeah, <laughs> and here comes and here comes Tim Rice blowing in. Um, Marvin Hamlish again, a you know, a great composer. Mel Brooks. God, Mel Brooks. Man, I tell, Mel Brooks was an absolute HBO staple of movies that I shouldn't be watching and I'm too young to watch and are just dying laughing. And probably didn't get most of the jokes. But, yeah. But a guy, when you're nine years old and you get to watch oh, yeah. Blaze, Blazing Saddles and History of the World and, man, those are now you really can't. Now you really can't let your kids watch that because you you have to like you cannot show children that that content until you can they, you can explain context. Like hey, so, you can't make this joke. By the way, <laughs> um, let's see here. Scott Rudin, uh, music, and uh, John Legend. Mm-hmm. So John Legend, what's his Oscar is best original song. Uh, from Selma, from the movie Selma. Yeah, he performed Lord. on the stage that year. That was a that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with his Tony Award is best revival of a play, Jitney, in 2017. I don't know, must have been good. It sounds to me like John was gunning for the EGOT. <laughs> he was stretching for it. Yeah. Uh, Mike Nichols, who uh, great, uh, great, uh, great director. And, a lot, uh, a lot fewer familiar names than I would have expected coming into the discussion. Yeah, you know, because the EGOT is a it's a tricky thing because it's a lot of theater stuff, and so it right. makes it a lot it makes it difficult. So I have two more things to add on. I know we're over the over the past the bell, but two more things. So okay. Lin Manuel Miranda has a Pulitzer 
a an a Grammy and a Tony. So he could be a pea god. He needs some, he could, yeah, he needs some he vowels. Could, he could be he could be the first pea god because there's going to be an Oscar along the way. There's going to be an Oscar along the way for him sometime, and a Grammy along for him sometime. So the other the the other joke the other the other joke that I made a little while back was he was doing all this work for Puerto Rico. Um, they were going to do Hamilton in Puerto Rico and raise a bunch of money to to help storm ravage Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And I thought if he got a Nobel Prize for that, he could have got he could be the first Pengot winner, which would Pengott. be which would be crazy, which would be the crazy thing. Well, speaking of Lin Manuel Miranda, I saw maybe my favorite twi- my favorite Twitter interaction of all time just following the Emmys. He was interacting with Jemaine Clement somehow, and if you recall, <laughs> Lin Manuel wrote the Moana songs. Okay, Jemaine Clement was the crab Tomatoa. Oh, sure. For the yeah. Okay. And he sings that song, right, about being so shiny. And he has that accent. And so he, like, says, you know, like, a, whim- a woman's nick, right? It's not a neck. It's a nick. <laughs> and so they were joking. He's like, I, I'll always laugh that I got you to sing uh, the, the word deck in a children's song. And so if you look at the lyrics, he's like, as he says that, like, like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck, scrub the dick and make it look shiny. And they're joking <laughs> about the fact that he was basically singing... What well, sounded like Dick, right? In Moana, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right, and and it's, and here's another here's another award collection mm-hmm. that I think we need to I think we need to it, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant has an Oscar. You really test a, my test my patience with this bullshit, <laughs> aren't you? He has an Oscar, a NBA championship, a Finals MVP, a League MVP, and a gold medal. <laughs> well, why don't we just put him on the Supreme Court then? <laughs> why not? I mean, he seems to have the same past. Oh my God! I can't. <laughs> he, he can't. Bump. This is this is this whole show will be about Ty trying to keep a lid on this entire on this entire his on his bubbling rage. Hi, everybody. I know this is highly irregular. But before you continue to listen to the show, I want to let you know that the next piece of content is extremely foul-mouthed in nature, and if you listen with your children in the car or in mixed company, now would be a great time to turn your volume down. Thanks. Fuck it. I'm just getting it out right now. Here we're on the show. I'm doing it. I just got to get it out, and I can just be done with it. I can't. It's one thing with some shithead, whatever, some crony-ass motherfucker can get appointed to the Supreme Court by this corrupt-ass administration, this corrupt-ass Congress. Sure. Whatever. Fine. That's one thing. But when I, you have to deal with these motherfuckers coming out and saying shit like, if this is the new standard, then no one can serve, no one can be on the court. You fuck you, old men, you motherfucking touching, raping motherfuckers. Not all of us are sexual assaultists. That's not a thing, but I just made it up. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> I can't deal with this idea that, <laughs> that that there's these people who are just like, well, everybody does it. It's just how it's boys will be boys. I mean, honestly, get fucked. All right, no. thank you. I just had to get it out. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I think that uh, I think that there should be uh, I think there should be a standard. I think that I think the Supreme Court is always about whatever the whatever the whatever the party is currently in control gets their person on. That's just how the Supreme Court works. Well, that's how okay. it used to be until still, Mitch McConnell changed is. regular order and blocked Barack Obama's appointee when Scalia died, and now is bitching about regular order. Go fuck yourself, Mitch McConnell. Get fucked. 
I can't handle it. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> anyway, it's. <laughs> It's this is the last thing I'll say, man. People right. saying shit like, if you make a mistake when you're 17, should it follow you around for the rest of your life? If you rape somebody, yes. Yes. Well, yes, it should. Well, first of all, it was attempted rape. And secondly... <laughs> and secondly, there's, there's <laughs> no proof. Christ. No, the, here's Don't the thing. with me. Let's just move on. Let's no, just move. Don't no, say there's no, no proof. Listen, listen. I, I, am, I am not about... I am not about rape i think that and i think that i think the women the women who have who have been victims of sexual assault should stand up and should not be punished for for bringing that up but i think that this this it the whole thing is weird and i think that you know when you're when you're 37 there's something slightly more there's something here's what's probably there's something bubbling under the surface here and this is what the, this is what this is the problem i'm currently having with the way we're handling this issue is that there's this, for lack of a better term, this is weaponizing of, of women. And uh. I, and I think that, and I think that it's, it's unfair to women that they should be used by either side of this argument as weapons um, to take down either powerful people or to get their way. When I know full on that, Many of the people in power on both sides, men and women, don't really care about the women who are victims of these crimes. Only what the only what the only what the crime can bring them in the long term, which is to say, we don't want this person on the court. I'm going to weaponize this woman. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this person down, and they've done it. And and I don't think that the women who have been victims get any justice out of this. I don't think they get. I don't think they get what's due to them, and that's the real crime here. And that's how I see these particular. That's how I see this particular situation and the climate that that we're building here is that we're weaponizing, we're weaponizing victims, and victims aren't getting what they really deserve in terms of justice. There. Okay, but I don't. I'm, I I hear where you're coming from, but at the same time, I don't have a problem. I mean, I I I don't I. Hey, don't disagree with you. If he's, I don't if want anybody he, to be used. If he's guilty of crimes, man, no thanks. You're out. You're out, pal. I get it. I'm with you. Well, I'm he's with already you. clearly perjured himself. So I just, I, I'm, I'm. It's yeah. not even the, the actual. This is why I didn't want to get into a debate about because I didn't want to get sucked <laughs> into this rabbit hole. But I mean, I hear your point, but at the same time, my response to that is, I don't. While I don't want anyone to be used for political gain ever. If, if she's making her own choice, like it's the kind of thing where I see lots of other women who say, you know, again, it's anecdotal. I understand that, but that I've never reported anything or never said anything. This happened to me, blah, blah, blah. But if the man that had done this to me was nominated for the Supreme Court, I would stand up and say, oh, my, you can't put this guy on the court. He raped me, you know, when we were in college or whatever. Well, so I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think that it's the 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 fact that. The way it was presented, the way it was bubbled up, the way it was the way it was handled from from you know, from Diane Feinstein's perspective is 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 it's not it doesn't make any sense. There's yeah, no but this progress, but she's, Chris. she's not looking she's not looking she's not looking for justice for this woman's for this woman. No, but I mean that's that's about Diane Feinstein. That's not about like the larger thing this kind of stuff is never going to go 
smoothly. Progress on these issues are never going to, it's never going to be tidy. Um, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be kicking and screaming and whether or not it's, you know, however, the, however it has to come out, it has to come out. But I think we need to get to a point of equilibrium before we can even consider saying that it's inappropriate or that it's, it might be distasteful. But the truth is, is that there's been not nearly enough of it in the past that these women haven't gotten any justice because there hasn't been any political will to give them justice. And this may not be it, but this is the step on the path to the world that we need to live in to get them the justice that they deserve. And putting them aside and saying you shouldn't do it because it's political, while you have a point, that assumes that things are already functioning on some on the level sort of deal. And that's just not the case. No. All right. Segment two. (laughs) (laughs) Points points made. I think we got it out there. Yeah. I just needed to get it out. I I couldn't take it. I mean, I put it on the the hot list, and I know you were like, I don't really want to do that. And there are obvious reasons, so we don't want to do it. And people get upset. They're going to get upset one way or the other. But facts aside of of what's happening, um, it's the response, the defense, the sort of should these terrible mistakes follow you around for the rest of your life when they're of a certain seriousness? Yes. They should, especially when you don't, not, not from like being an air traffic controller or I don't know. I don't know. Why I picked that as a career <laughs> or being a computer programmer. No, your life shouldn't end if you, if there was justice done and the due process was given, but you shouldn't be eligible for a seat on the highest court of the land for a lifetime appointment. And that, that shouldn't even be a debate in my, I mean, I hear you. We don't know if there's crimes or whatever. There's, there's more to it than that, but I'm just, it's, it's not, again, the facts of the case for me. It's the reaction to it. That, that disgusts me so so intensely. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's always there's always going to be a circling of the wagons of in any in any case where accusations are brought against any group or any person. You know, people are going to rally to their defense, and people are not. Um, you know, again, if we're if we're talking about due process, um, if we're talking about real justice, if we're talking about you know an actual investigation being done, and 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 you know, it's going to take it's going to take that kind of behavior to satisfy me in any way, shape, or form in this whole thing, and I don't think we're going to get it. I don't, I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to get. We're we're not going to get. We're going to. We're basically going to submarine this woman's life, and I, she's not. And with 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 no chance of her getting, you know, quote unquote justice. There won't be. There won't be a conviction. There won't be a trial. There'll only be this. This is what he did to this woman, and now this woman's life is completely upside down, and you know, and and for what? Well, and that's what that's what's so frustrating to me about it is it's not like the penalty for him is that he's going to jail or this is a criminal proceeding. It is a disqualification from a nomination for a privileged seat that he shouldn't get. And and he's already got a lifetime nomination on federal bench. So I mean, right? Exactly. It's not like he's going to lose his job. He's going to go back and serve as a ju- as a judge on the federal circuit court if he doesn't get this job. Right. So but it's just this insane digging in your heels can never admit defeat on anything politics we're dealing with, and it's whatever. But but poor Doctor Ford. I think I think she I think she probably brought this forward, um, yeah. saying that now and now now they've shoved her into the limelight. She's going to come kicking and screaming. It's going to be an ugly. It's going to be an ugly deal for her and her family. Um, I don't know. I think it, you get to these points where, yeah, it's weird, and and I'm afraid that you know there are just some things that that people in power are going to get away with, and in this case, 
I think he's, I think, you know, if he did something, he's going to get away f- with it. And if he didn't do anything, that would be the worst. I mean, if, if they do a full investigation and it turns out that he quote unquote didn't do anything and they exonerate him, it's, it's worse. Yeah. No, it's, when you, when somebody does something, when they make an accusation that's, that's unprovable, it sets everything back. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no, possible. no prosecutor in the world would have taken this case. Not a 37 year old, no witnesses. He said, she said against a sitting federal judge right but being nominated the supreme court is a it's a character witness it's a a character examination that's what it is the the democrats are going to flush this woman's life down the toilet and it's not gonna and it's not going to and it's not going to make a difference i just wish this had come out the day he was nominated right which is when it should have and 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 apparently they've been sitting on this for a while so you know who's to blame I don't know. It's a it's a it's an ugly situation. No winners, sadly. Unlike the egots. Uh, <laughs> and see, that's why I start to get mad because we shouldn't even be in the situation. Merrick Garland should have got his seat, and then they could have had Gorsuch, and we'd just be past it. Yeah, sure. But uh, so it all goes back as usual to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he's a son of a bitch. All right, so. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about stage names, so we're going to downshift really hard, listeners. Thanks for putting up with us through that. Uh, I needed to get that off my chest. It was catharsis. Um, I think we it, it needed to happen. Yeah, this is this is our show. We'll do what we want. <laughs> 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 so this came up for me because uh, we're going to talk about stage names for segment two, and so this came up for me because um, my girls watch some Nickelodeon entertainment. Well, they didn't start there. It started with Descendants, which if you're familiar with Descendants, it's like the sons and daughters of evil villains in the Disney universe, but it's a live action show. Yes. Full of singing. It's it's high school musical, only it's set in fairytale land. Right. It's like, but it's funny because it's Jafar's son and Cruella right. DeVille's daughter. Right. And yes, it's it's the Teen Titans of the... Of the uh, of the of the Disney bad guy of the Disney rogues gallery, right? Where they learn that they don't actually want to be bad, right? That's not like our not like our parents who all suck, (laughs) right? But the show stars Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron's (laughs) actually a local gal. She's from Seattle. Mm -hmm. But I there was some confusion about who. Like I thought, well, is Dove Cameron is is it a nepotism situation? Is it? uh, is it Kirk Cameron? Is it James Cameron? Is it Cameron Crow? Turns like, out. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> right. Uh, no, her name is Chloe Hosterman. And that just struck a chord for me because I'm, I feel like the stage name thing has sort of gone by the wayside to some extent. Unless you're in music, right? Unless you're giving yourself like a, a moniker. Yeah. But as for actors, it's not really a thing anymore. Um, at least not very common. Uh, you know, I think that I saw, or the one that stuck out for me recently was uh, like Haley Steinfeld, right? Like you'd think that she might've picked a separate last name. There's brand confusion there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's sort of, it's not, it's not like a pop star's name. Exactly. Right. Steinfeld's just kind of, it's, it's not a showbiz name. Right. Well, um, it only, it, yeah. But so my point is that I don't understand why, I mean, I get why Dove Cameron is more appealing as a movie star name. But Chloe Hosterman is like a totally normal and fine name, I guess. She could be. She could be starring Chloe Hosterman. It, I, yeah, or some version of it. Little, she could still be like. It's a. It's it's one thing to be. You know, I'm. I'm. I don't know. 
I'm trying to think of something where it's not that far away and you just like made minor changes. Right. Like, uh, I don't know. I can't come up with an example, but it's a yeah. whole other thing to just pick a different name altogether. Like right. Whoopi's name is not Whoopi Goldberg, right? It's like no. Karen Johnson. <laughs> right. I think that's actually what it is. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah. So I think that when you're get into entertainment, there are a couple of reasons to change your name. First of all, somebody else has your name, which happens. Yes. Um, Katy Perry. Yeah, if you're a SAG member, you have to have a unique name. Yeah, Katy Perry, her real name is actually Katie Hudson. Okay. (laughs) So she can't be Kate Hudson. Right. So she has to be Katy Perry. So, yeah. Probably like her mom's maiden name or something. Right. If somebody's sitting on your name, someone already got famous on that name, then you have to pick a new name. So that's, I think that's pretty common with actors. Actors have to, you know, they do the whole shave their last name or they sort of whatever. They just pick a whole new one. The other deal is, and this is more of an early Hollywood thing, and I think it happens today. You you have a last name that is really really ethnic, sure. and hard and hard to deal with, uh, like Natalie Portman. Right. Yeah, her last name is Hirschlag. Right. It's a fine name, but you know it's not it's not marquee. It's not like, like Hirschlag doesn't really sort of roll off the tongue. So you have to find you know there are a lot of there are a lot of people like that like uh, I'm looking at a list here well Michael Keaton his name mm-hmm. his real name's Michael Douglas so he can't he can't be he can't be Michael Douglas right. we we already have one of those or um, you have somebody like um, oh um, Martin Sheen mm-hmm. whose last name is Estevez right so you know so you know he. You take sort of the you take sort of the ethnic the ethnicity out of it, and because Martin Sheen doesn't really look like an Estevez, he, he doesn't look like Martin Estevez. <laughs> no, he does not look like Martin Estevez. I think that from a from an actor's point of view, a more a more generic Americanized name gives you access to more parts. Yeah, he really hosed Emilio on that. Day, <laughs> didn't he? I think Emilio decided he just wanted to be well, Charlie. Decided to change his name. Well, his name's Carlos Estevez, yes? Right, yeah, his name's Carlos Estevez. Well, but he, yeah, but he, so he just decided to pick up the Sheen and just yeah, go with Charlie. Yeah, but you can't be Emilio Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> you, could be, you could be, you could be, what, how, you, you could be Eddie Sheen. <laughs> right, see, there's no Emily. I don't know, he's got no options. <laughs> he's got... He, he it's can funny that change. you brought up Michael Keaton though, because you blew right or you blew past it before I could find it, because Kirk Douglas was on my list, and his name, Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas's Michael Douglas's father, sure, his name is Isur Danilovich Dembski, <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah, he's like a you know like a you know an immigrated Russian Jew, and yeah. he just and you know Kirk Douglas, you know it's like you don't want to you can't go around being Isur Dembski. Like no one's gonna, you can't, I, see these days. I you think can't you be, could, right? I you think in 2018 you could be Easter Dempsey. Yes, but in in 1948 or 1950 or whatever. I mean, when you're starring in, you know, when you're starring in, you know, Ben Hur or whatever, you yeah. know, you can't be you can't be Easter Dempsey. You know, oh, you have to be, Mar- you have Martin to be Sheen's name isn't Martine. <laughs> what it's is Ramon it? Antonio Herard. See. <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> you again. It's it's a you know. Somebody like George Michael, right? Who's got a very who's got a very Greek name, Georgios so, Paniotou. Right. So it's hard to. Why I, is that I, one burned into my brain? That was in a movie, right? I don't know. Was it? Yeah. But you look at you look at some of these, and it's it's really you know you understand why 
Alan Alda decided to change his name from Alfonso de Bruso. It's sure. like, yeah, you can't, you can't be Alfonso de Bruso, right? But, but I don't understand, like, the... I mean, like, I get the ones you're talking about. Like, I understand why Helen Mirren was... Her name's, like, Ilyena Vasilyeva Mironov. Mm-hmm. I get why you change it, especially when you're of that generation. What I don't understand is is the change when you have a serviceable name if somebody's, like you said, not already camped on it. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Do you think it's... Do you really think... I don't know. I, like Bruno Mars, for instance, I get it, right? His name is like Peter Gene Hernandez. You can't be Peter Hernandez. And, and ha- Pete, and look. You, can't be, you can't be Pete Hernandez? He could be Pete Hernandez. Could, but, yeah, Bru- probably. But, but Bruno Mars, it's just it works better, right? Yeah. That's the the there's there's no real reason there's no real reason he can't be Pete Hernandez. That's true. I mean, so I just only he, only reason I feel like he can't is because I'm used to him being Bruno Mars. Right, right. If the uh, or or being like someone like Sting, like your nickname <laughs> becomes a thing. You know, it's like, all right, Gordon, we can't, we can't, and, and at some point, at some point. He just you're right. The the transition is everybody who knew him as Gordon is like ah oh, you can't call me Gordon anymore. That's really that's that I guess that's ultimately what I want to understand is or do you because think I understand it in this, when you go register for your SAG membership you write whatever you want on the card that's your name now, um, right. and you sort of tell people that that's your stage name and you're an actor they kind of get it but when you're a musician, <laughs> like you are more of a normal person like because it takes much longer to sort of become famous in music right than it right. does in on screen. Yeah, it always it yeah it sort of makes it makes it makes it a little funnier. I think that musicians might change their names than actors. I get I I, I get it more with actors than with musicians. Right. Well, you have to stand out more. You have to be more memorable for things that you know. You're not going to be up there talking on screen for a long time. Yeah. So you've got to give it a little bit, uh, a little bit more color. Um, but that's I always wanted to be a fly on the wall for those conversations when somebody was like, like you and I used to play in a band together. Can you imagine sure. if we had at some point I'd be like, I don't know, I don't have a good nickname on the ready. <laughs> <laughs> if I had just been like, call me, I don't know, like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know, Buzz. Just call me Buzz. I'm going to be Buzz. That's just going to be my name. Yeah. Like how long do I, how long are you making fun of me before you just like I insist? How long do I have to insist? How long is this transition process? <laughs> where I'm insisting that you call me some ridiculous thing. If you make up your own nickname and then try to force it on people, which is always a which is always a which is always a problem anyway. But yeah. in this case, yeah, it would be really weird. I'm sure there's I'm sure Sting goes like to some family event and there's some aunt who calls him Gordon. Oh no! Doubt. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, Gordon. It's so nice to see you. Like, you just gotta call him Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like your aunt, your aunt, uh, aunt, your aunt Mildred's not gonna call you Gor- uh, Sting. Sorry. It's like when the Edge goes home and like his aunt says, she's not, the aunt's not calling him Edge. <laughs> no one's calling him Edge. He doesn't even call himself Edge. His name is the Edge. Right. <laughs> it requires the. The uh, preposition. His name's Dave. Is his name? So is that his real name? Dave Evans. <laughs> Dave Evans. <laughs> Dave Edge Evans. Yeah. He tweeted something about a picture of him, like in front of the Eiffel Tower, and it said, "Guess where I am? The Edge." Like he was signing his tweet. Like, it was a <laughs> selfie. It was insane. 
that's a guy who's just been too famous too long. I think that that uh, yeah, it's a it's just a weird thing. But I I get while people create stage names, yeah. um, that, that they stick with you. My face, yeah. <laughs> like especially if you're like say a pro wrestler, like how long has Dwayne been trying to shake the rock, and is he ever going to shake it? No, because it's awesome. <laughs> He always, but they're always like, it's Dwayne Johnson. It's like, come it's on. never Dwayne Johnson. I'm sorry. It's Your name Dwayne. is The Rock. <laughs> it is. It's The Rock, and it's going to be The Rock forever. So yeah. get just get used to wearing it. Well, people have, call him I'd, Rocky at this I'd point. Have, I'd have to change my name if I if if I was young. I had to get famous. I don't, I don't know if Bill Senor travels. <laughs> We'd have to. Yeah, have, there's already know. look. There's uh, what's her face on SNL. See, that's well, what I'm saying. She didn't Melissa, change her name. Well, it's true. But she was a comedian. Marisa, Marisa Villasenor. Yeah. Of the Mexico Villasenors, not the Filipino Villasenors. But we're, so we're cool. Lots of, there's lots of Villasenors. It's got to be right. Yeah, there's tons of Villasenors. Um, there's actually in... Uh, the town men? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's actually a... There's a Mexican... There's a Villasenor Mexican family Mexican restaurant in uh, central Washington somewhere. Yeah. That and I should totally. I, mean, I think we've talked about Senior Villa, right? On, uh, yeah. On <laughs> yeah. The uh, I should go to Villa Senior Family Restaurant, Family Mexican Restaurant, and kick the door in. Like, what's up? <laughs> I'm here. I've returned. They'd be like, "Who are you?" It's like Chris. Chris Villa Senior. Anyway. All right. Well, I know we weren't going to have a third segment on internet life, and uh, rather than do a full full on third segment, since we're already at 45 minutes, um, why don't we just call this the overtime? Let's call and, it the overtime. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk in our last segment slash overtime here um, about – well, so I'll bring it up how I brought it up. And then I know that you were talking about talking a little bit more about how you're crafting your public image and how that's such a big thing. So there's a couple of different things that happen, right? I, I sent you a tweet that said um, – I know that like people particularly like to stage incidents with their children for social media attention. Like, oh, sure. look, at, look at what Johnny got into. Yeah. Um, and look at this little rascal. Yeah, and my first reaction, and I don't know if this is however the pe- other people were like, oh, yeah, kids, they're so crazy, and oh, you, this is nuts. My first reaction is, why weren't you watching this, motherfucker? How'd you <laughs> let this happen? <laughs> now, let me explain the picture that Ty sent to me. It's this <laughs> kid who's messing around in the, in the pantry or in the, in, the, in the cabinets, and he spilled some cereal. And he's sat down in the cereal with a bare ass. And now is walking around with a bunch of cereal stuck to his bare ass. And some parent is now taking pictures of it. Yeah, and posting their kid's naked ass on the internet. Right, with cereal all stuck to it. And I know yeah. what you're... And to your point, why did you let it get this far? Like, at what, point, did, at what point did you decide it was... Okay, my kid's running around here with a bare ass. He's a diaper-age kid, so there's the threat of pee and poo is real right on your floor and then you let your kid throw cereal all over why don't you have locks on your cabinets like a responsible <laughs> parent and what then, the fuck are you doing and then the kid sat down in it rolled around in it and still there's you've not taken any action you've not taken any corrective action up to this point and now you're taking pictures for the internet yeah <laughs> What it, it's right. It's mistake after it's it's just it's just ludicrous mistakes, just ludicrous behavior all the way down. 
Well, there's like obviously bullshit ones. Like this one, I think is right on the edge of just being basically staged. Sure. And then I like run into the ones in the nature though, maybe from people I know. And I'm like, like, what are you, you need to keep an eye on your kids. Like you're telling all these stories about how they're like wrecking your house. I don't understand what you're doing. Tell them to stop. Right. Yeah. 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 Curb their behavior in some way. Parent them. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't yeah. like to, I don't like to get into people's business in that way, no. but, no. but it's funny. Like what, <clears throat> what people will sort of, tweet or admit to i mean most of the stuff like i wouldn't want to know. it's like oh no my kid crapped on the floor and then they rolled around it and then the dog rolled around in it and now and now i have to clean it up and they yeah. post and and they post that on the internet i'm like why are you posting this on the internet <laughs> like aren't you what's the what's the uh what's this sebastian uh he's a comedian man man is the guy who does the hilarious uh, Passover bit, but it's like, aren't you embarrassed? Like, right. Is where is there shame? Is there any shame left in the world? It, your post shouldn't be able to be distilled down into, look how stupid I am. <laughs> it's like, okay, I wasn't paying attention, and my kid pooed on the floor, and then rolled around it, and then the dog rolled around it, and they ran around the living room. Like, would I post that in a million? No! I would be mortified i would be so ashamed everyone's like oh god that's such a funny story (laughs) like no it's not that's not a funny story that's a goddamn greek tragedy i'll tell you what i don't think the people i'm about to talk to listen to the show so i think we're probably fine all right and again not getting to anybody else's business but roll the dice there's a lot of crossover in the the kinds of things you post in the internet about your kids and like how closely you think that you should be able to watch or you need to watch your kids when you bring them over to my house And matter of fact, no, you know what? I need to make it clear that I know there's at least one person who's going to think I'm talking about his kid, and I'm not, so I want to make sure he knows that I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about general other, other incidents, and not really my house either, just like, you'll go to a party where it's adults and children, mm-hmm. and I keep an eye on my children. They're my children. I, I, I agree. Some you're, people you're, come to a, like a, a party, and it's just like, well, there's other people here, and nobody's going to let them die. Right, so just let them run amok. Yeah, I'm not with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because the way I was grown was that if my dad's like, well, we have the same last name, so if you fuck around, right. that's on that's on me. That's correct. And so don't do it. Right. That's correct. The that's second correct. the second you take my name around town and drag it through the mud, we've got issues. Right. Yeah. And I and I and I. And I, I think I'm a little bit the same way. I mean, do I, whatever you want. I just don't want to hear about it. Right. Well, I don't, <laughs> it's not that I don't want to hear about it. I mean, I, I want you to, you know. No, I mean, I don't want to hear about it from other people. Right. <laughs> Unless it's good news. I don't yeah. hear bad news about you from other people. I only want to hear it from you. Right. I like, want you to come home and tell me how you fucked up. That's fine. Like, Dad, yeah. Dad, we were wilding in the streets and I wrecked the neighbor's bushes. Yes, fine. Fine. Okay, fine. let me go talk to the neighbor and apologize. But if the neighbor comes over... Two days later. more trouble, yeah. If the neighbor comes over three days later and says, Hey, you know, your kids were in my yard and they wrecked my bushes. Like, what, yesterday? No, four, four, four days ago. I'd be like, what? Right. And then, then I'd be like, then I'd be on the kids hard. Yeah, well, now you're in twice as much trouble. Right. Because yeah. you did two things wrong. <laughs> Three things. Because you didn't think I'd find out. 
That was you. <laughs> that, that's the third thing you did wrong. It's coming back around, baby. You know it. It's not that big a town. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add on this? Not really. I just, I just, it's just funny. I think we all, I think, I think social media is funny and how we all sort of try to craft our, you know, this is, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, everyone, I know for me, I just trying to put a, my best foot forward. I like to, I call it the, the great cocktail, the great, the great internet cocktail party. I just, you know, try to keep it light, try to keep it fun, yeah. you know, here, you know, here, here kind of what my kids are doing and here's kind of what I'm doing and it all seems, you know, I don't, you know. I'm not trying to fool anybody into thinking I'm, I'm living my absolute best life, but you know it's it's important to me that 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 I don't put up anything <laughs> anything you know gruesome, yeah. you know. So you know if I break my leg, I'm probably not going to put pictures of it onto the internet. It you depends know? on how cool it is. <laughs> I don't even think it's going to be cool. It's like I pins don't... and shit. You might do it. I would do that. Maybe. Although I I don't really um, use Facebook anymore. Um, other than to communicate with people who are communicating with me directly um, mm. or consuming. Uh, sometimes I'll, I don't browse it ever, actually. Uh, and I don't. And I kind of stopped posting on it mostly because um, and I, I feel like I've mentioned this on the show before, but maybe, maybe not. Twitter, I sort of know what I'm getting. It is uh, a bad company with a bad person with bad opinions in charge. <laughs> and it's just this is how it is. Um, my issue with Facebook is that they gave people they gave without any sort of vetting unfettered access to their API just if you bought an advertising subscription you got access to the API you got access to the database and they basically did it no questions asked and they also kind of lied to us about the fact that they were doing that <laughs> so right. once he had his opportunity to kind of be like oh I can fix it and they never copped to what they did I never once heard him admit to what they actually did it was sure. always obfuscation. And of course they're not going to, because that's the world we live in. Unfortunately. Um, I just kind of made a decision that I didn't want to share any more of my information with that company. So hey. I, they already have enough of it. I'm certainly not doing anything positive by not deleting my profile, but I, I don't want to disappear on people that are looking for me for me there. Otherwise I probably would delete it a while ago. I just, you know, for, for my, for my, for my two cents, I just want to see kind of the things you're doing. I mean, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to repost pre-made stuff or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, I agree with you. I, I see how that, you use it, and that's that's how I would use it as well if I was still using it. Yeah, it's just like, hey, here's here's the new Captain Marvel trailer. <laughs> I right. mean, that's the right. you know, it's like, hey, the, here's hey, we went we went and ate this you know, I ate this really good burger. I mean, that's about you know, right? You know, my here are my kids frolicking in the at the beach. I mean, that's about it. That's that's the that's the extent of uh, that's the extent of my use and. And I sort of wish you know more people had that 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 kind of a that kind of an approach to it. But you know, again, it's your it's your it's your it's your Facebook. You get to, you do what you want. Yeah, I uh, I participate in my wife's, and I find that that's enough for me. <laughs> like I'm just a character in her story, and that's that's fine for me. I don't. If you want to come hear about what I have to think, you can find me on Twitter. You can see what my actual opinions are about the real world, because that's where I'm basically un- unvarnished. There was a tweet the other day you saw. Uh, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick come out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game dressed in Deshaun Jackson's clothes. Awesome. Like the best <laughs> the best football the best football moment of the past five years for me. Incredible. Easy. Incredible. Amazing. And someone posted on Twitter his his like college 
picture when he's in his Harvard jersey and he's clean shaven and short haircut and he's like twirling the ball with a big smile. Sure. And then the picture of him with the huge sunglasses, the huge beard, the chest hair, the, the chains. And then it, what it said was uh, me on LinkedIn versus me on Twitter. And I could really right. identify with that. <laughs> All right. Well, the last thing I was actually going to ch- throw in here uh, about names because I thought we'd have an OT. And since we're talking about football, Quickly, we have a very popular punter here in Seattle named Michael Dixon. Right. He's of Australian descent. And he has a very American-sounding name, right? Sure. Michael Dixon. And I'm wow. wondering how much of his like popularity is tied into him having an easy name. Like, if he had one of those weird kicker names like Kaimi Fairbairn, <laughs> would he be as popular? I don't think so. Yeah, there's maybe a synergy there. It's like you're it's you're good, and it's easy for me to remember and say your name. Yeah, and meatheads aren't up for anything complicated. Right, right. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to our show, sticking with us through the tough times, the good times, and the bad. Uh, I hate to run long two weeks in a row, but uh, obviously we have some stuff to, to get through. And however you feel about the, the situation at hand, I hope you make your voice known this fall when we get our chance to, you know, weigh in on our ballots so get out there and vote register uh, register everybody you know to vote if you live in one of the purple states um please please just vote i just want a high turnout really really badly and i've tweeted this before just i want a really high turnout so i know whether or not i have to leave the country (laughs) you're not leaving the country no but my point is that if we get like 80 percent turnout and and like you know x percent of it is a certain way then i'm like okay well i have a much clearer picture of what i'm dealing with (laughs) that's really what i'm looking for right and that's what that's what that's what a democratic republic's all about. A representative <laughs> democracy. Get, right. Everyone just vote. That's it's not that hard. It's really not. I mean, it, well, you know, they're trying to make it hard in a lot of places. And that's part of the problem too. That's part of the problem. But if it's not hard for you, you should absolutely be voting. And if it isn't hard for you, then find somebody it is hard for and help them out. Agree. I, I I there are things that I do around our area, but I I sometimes regret that I don't live somewhere else where I could affect more change. Well, maybe we'll, I, mean, I don't want to live anywhere else. I really like it here. So <laughs> well, apparently maybe, I don't want it that bad, but maybe that's, maybe that's between now and between now and then may, maybe that's something to maybe spend a little time done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, at this point, it's just like the idea of moving is just so unappealing. I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> Get the get your neighbors to vote. I mean, I'm not I'm not a joiner in that way, but I think you know, there's probably something to be said about like getting a little more involved. Everyone should vote. The the minimum. Everyone should vote. Agreed. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the Two on Three podcast. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans. And until then, peace.